everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite, or rather, least favorite celebrities. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. Hello. Hello, hello, how are you? Okay, mm. how are you doing? I mean, that sounded like a rough okay. I, I'm doing <laughs> you in with that rough okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so today you're going to be telling us about a certain celebrity. Let's uh, get right into it. Yeah, well, before we get started, I do want to give a very short update on Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it might be the end of this war. They have both followed each other on Instagram and released statements. Uh-huh. Selena saying, Hailey Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. And then Haley put a story out that said, I want to thank Selena for speaking out as her and I have been discussing the last few weeks how to move past this ongoing narrative between her and I. The last few weeks have been very hard for everyone involved and millions of people are seeing so much hate around this, which is extremely harmful. While social media is an incredible way to connect and build community, moments like this only create extreme division instead of bringing people together. And it goes on a little further, but it's just going on too long. So, I mean, I guess this is a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't believe it for no fucking second. I think it's all lies. It's fucking cover up. But either which way, Death threats are so ridiculous. Yeah, that's never that goddamn serious. Yeah, if you're sending death threats over this, like, you just have to step away from your phone or the computer or whatever it is for a few minutes. And the best way to deal with a celebrity you don't like is just stop interacting with them. Stop giving them your views. Stop giving them comments. Exactly. Yeah, so that was just a little update. I... (sighs) Oh, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm boring you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little... T- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little tired. It wasn't that the story was boring me. Okay. Even though we've heard it all before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should move on. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Melanie Martinez. Are you a fan of hers, or have you ever heard of Melanie Martinez? Um, off the top of my head, I do not think I am familiar with her or her music. Um, but the name does sound familiar. It sounds like I've I've heard about her before, but no. I've seen her before, but I never really looked into her music until this week. And while she's not the biggest household name, she is quite successful and she has a huge loyal fan base called the Crybabies. Uh, are you a crybaby? No? I am not a crybaby. Oof. <laughs> Melanie has a new album coming out called Portals that is set to come out March 31st, 2023. She has a new music video out and her fans are rallying around her, excited for new music. But of course, when these things come out, you have the other side that says, wait, hold up, don't forget, this person did something horrible. So okay. I went down like a little rabbit hole and here we are. What horrible things did Melanie do? Yeah, what horrible things did Melanie do? And I do just want to say real quick, 
the user Lillian Daisies on Twitter is where I got a lot of the information. Like I double checked it with you know credible sources, but she had a thread that just detailed everything. Melanie was born April 28, 1995, making her a Taurus. She grew up in Long Island with parents Jose and Mary, who are of Puerto Rican and Dominican descent. Growing up, Melanie's parents encouraged her to express her creativity. Her mom encouraged her through poetry, painting, and photography. Her father bought her a guitar. Melanie says she taught herself how to play guitar by YouTube tutorials, and she had this, she had this to say, I was able to play electric guitar all night till six in the morning if I wanted to, because my parents understood inspiration strikes at different times for different people. Mm, those some easygoing ass parents. <laughs> Sounds like it. So very supportive of Melanie. Melanie was a very emotional as a child and into middle school, earning her the nickname crybaby, which is what people would call her in a teasing way. And Melanie took that name and ran with it and made kind of a persona of this crybaby and she starts posting some covers to youtube of her singing but her big break was going on the singing competition the voice in 2012 when she was 16 for their season three run the voice like the the voice like maroon five that adam levine character and the people in the blake and then christina aguilera CeeLo, yep really mm -hmm. i was into the voice for a couple seasons Were i don't you? know if i was in season three I watched the first two seasons. I was trying to figure out if it if I watched season three, and I think I might have tuned in here and there, but I wasn't like really paying attention. Yeah, I think about the same. Just the first two for real, and maybe the third. She caught. She missed us. <laughs> <laughs> so already, you can see Melanie's aesthetic at this time is a bit more tame, but she has a bow in her hair. She has the half dyed hair, where like. The left half is blonde and the other half is black. Mm, seen that. Yeah, and she says she was inspired by Cruella DeVille, the villain from the movie 101 Dalmatians. Mm, okay. So she's a cruel bitch. <laughs> the voice has the thing called the blind auditions, where the judges do not see the singer until they decide if they want them for their team. And again, the judges at the time were CeeLo, whose day's coming on this podcast. <laughs> You better say that. <laughs> Adam Levine, Christina Aguilera, and Blake Shelton, the original judges. Melanie performs the Britney Spears song, Toxic, and she changed it up so it's her own version of the song. And she gets three of the judges to turn. The only one who did not turn was Christina Aguilera, which some people speculate might be because it's a Britney song, but who knows? <laughs> we are in Christina's head. <laughs> I like that idea, though. She's so petty. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> not that song. So Melanie decides to join Team Adam, and she would then go on to reach the top six, where she performed Crazy by Nars Barkley, and that was her last song on the show. Mm. While on The Voice, she referred to her fans as little bows, I guess, because she, she wore a bow. Okay. <laughs> that was because, you know, sometimes... You've wasted. Sometimes when your creative tank is on E, you just you just had to go with what's left. <laughs> she had used so much creativity on everything else. It's like caught them hoes the bows. <laughs> <laughs> in two thousand three, she was busy working, and in early two thousand fourteen, she released her first single called Dollhouse. 
Her first music video was actually funded by her fans. She's yawned and doesn't have the money, but the fans raised $10,130, and she is able to release a music video. Mm, and this is The Voice fans. Yeah. I mean, that's... And whoever before, but yeah. And, the, you know, as we've seen, people don't be checking for The Voice winners or contestants, really. That's what I was trying to think. Like, I know she might have had a little fame from the YouTube videos, but probably not a lot. And maybe the voice was new at the time, so people were still, like, looking into it a lot. Mm -hmm. But another thing that kind of, I think, gets her a huge fan base is... Melanie is one of those celebrities that Tumblr just loved. Mm, She's a different type of girl. Yeah, and, you know, it's her aesthetic, and it's just was posted everywhere on Tumblr. She's upping it a little bit more, her aesthetic, wearing more pastel colors, dyeing parts of her hair pastel colors. And April 2014, she signs with Atlantic Records, releases her debut EP, Dollhouse, that has the single Carousel, which was featured on the trailer for American Horror Story Freak Show. 2015, she releases her album Crybaby and starts calling her fans Crybabies. Or they started calling themselves crybabies. I don't know which way. And the album is number one in the alternative charts and 44 on Billboard. Okay. That would be funny if the fans decided to do that. Girl, we love you, but that name was weak as hell. (laughs) So, Pity Party was a lead single. I think that one is her most popular song. I think if you would listen to it, you would probably know it. Pity Party. Right? Exactly. That was perfect. (laughs) And the album focuses on childhood issues, depression, and trauma. She says while she had a good upbringing, it's about stories she's heard from friends that they lived through and other people lived through. And she says she got influenced by the Japanese Lolita style, which is like baby clothes. Yeah, that's her choice. Yeah, so much so that she decorated her apartment like a baby's nursery, collecting vintage toys from the 1950s, laying in what looks like a big crib, and hanging a mobile on her ceiling fan. They say not to judge, but I don't listen. (laughs) And she has gotten some pushback for this aesthetic. Some critics claiming that she is sexualizing children by dressing that way. Specifically a photo shoot where you can see her in a bra and a diaper sucking on a pacifier. Melanie had this to say about it. If you don't like pop surrealism, you probably won't like me. If you can't understand that Crybaby is a character, that the first record is representative of her childhood, and if you sexualize female pop artists on the daily, you'll say, I sexualize babies. If you can't understand why someone would bring up mental health, growing pains from childhood to adolescence, family issues, and other uncomfortable topics we never hear about in pop music, you would probably just throw my music and art away as something that glamorizes mental health issues. Even though most of the people that resonate with my work deal with these things on a day-to-day, and someone needs to be there for them. So here I am, if you have any issues with my music and art, and judge it so harshly to the point of making up your own reasons as to what my intentions were when making it, you should just stop watching it, because quite frankly, you just don't get it. Well, when you're right, you're right, Melanie. <laughs> how, do you, how do you land on this baby aesthetic, though? 
Uh, is it I don't weird? Know. That's a, I mean, that's a great. Um, I mean, that's a great explanation and all, but I still look at some pictures and I can still feel how I feel, which is <laughs> that even if that's not your intention, I think it could be taken that way. That is um, as well. I don't, as well as um, I would feel like you, you, you kind of know what that style leans itself to. I mean, that style is not popular for telling stories and diving into the childhood traumas of women alike. that That's not what that style has been popularized for. That style was popularized because it showcased little girls as women. Yeah, I, I find it weird. I was trying to think maybe I just don't get it. I think it's also weird that if this is a character, why are you decorating your apartment the same way probably like, should use the excuse of you know like people method act i, I want uh-huh. to get to the character that's why i didn't even say that because some people try to explain away that i don't know i mean i could say that it's, i don't know that's weird i think it's weird yeah i, I don't get it <laughs> but, but she's right I, I i could she could be on a whole different plane of um thinking and i'm just not that evolved yet yeah so trigger warning for the rest of this podcast we will be talking about sexual abuse Uh. and december 4th of 2017 timothy heller who is a woman i know with the name timothy that could be confusing so just putting that out there interesting kind of like it (laughs) but timothy comes out with a post on Twitter with allegations against Melanie. Timothy and Melanie were best friends in 2015. Timothy even opening for Melanie while on tour for Crybaby. At the time, Timothy was in a group called Dresses, but they had disbanded. So after the tour, Timothy sometimes stays with Melanie. And she now feels like there was a power imbalance in their friendship. She claimed she had a panic attack and had to apologize to Melanie for ruining her night, that the friendship was just about boosting and supporting Melanie. She claims this type of relationship led to her having a hard time saying no to Melanie. So one night, Melanie starts asking Timothy about her sexual preferences. Timothy had a boyfriend and being a sexual abuse survivor, she wasn't comfortable really talking about it, she says, but Melanie kept asking. She then claims while in bed, Melanie would keep asking her questions and finally asked if she wanted to have sex. Timothy says she told Melanie no, she had a boyfriend, she had to work in the morning, and she was uncomfortable. But Melanie keeps saying her boyfriend wouldn't have to know and it wasn't a big deal. Finally, she does manage to go to sleep and while she thought it was odd, she tried to laugh it off since Melanie was her best friend. The next night they smoke weed which timothy says she was against but had a hard time saying no to melanie and the same thing again melanie asking her to sleep with her timothy saying no timothy telling her i have to go to bed since i work in the morning melanie saying it would be fun and then she just starts rubbing or touching timothy's arm timothy thinks if she does this she will let it go so she allows it timothy even starts giggling saying that it tickled not trying to make it sexual but then Melanie asks if she could touch Timothy's breast. Again, she's saying no, but Melanie keeps talking about her breast, and Timothy is high and tired, and she allows Melanie to touch her breast, hoping that would end it. But she claims Melanie started touching her everywhere else as well, and Timothy is saying no repeatedly. Timothy alleges that Melanie then started to perform oral sex on her and then penetrated her with a sex toy. She says she just laid there unresponsive and didn't force Melanie off of her because she loved her and 
because she just wanted it to be over. She says she never talked with this with Melanie after the, that night and their friendship ended when she says Melanie no longer had time for her and was limiting her circles to focus on her career. Timothy starts says she started telling people like close to her the story kind of like can you believe what happened this crazy thing happened and the response she would get is like are you okay that's messed up it's you know it's it's crossing a line yeah sounds like sexual assault uh via coercion y you gave a, a hard answer and it wasn't obliged well the, the only thing the only th oh, i don't even like saying this type of shit jose Say it. That's the what only, we're here to discuss. The only nitpick I could find or I feel like other people would point to is that she wasn't exactly restrained. Mm. Like she did give her no and she and she did keep going. But no, this it's like that whole shock you're frozen situation too. Like uh I don't know. That's just a fucked up situation because I, I just I'm silent because it's it's true what they say where it's like when it's a um man or a woman you like oh no that's all automatically to me reverse whether it's the man or the woman that's an aggressor i'd be like oh that's completely fucked up or it's two men and you'd be like if you see who's the aggressor who's the victim you'd be like oh yeah fuck that but when two women and, and it's with such a situation of like you saying no but saying yes to get through it and then them taking it further and further, it's like you can't say, I don't know if people would be able to say rape, but I definitely would say it was sexual assault. Just yeah. because you, you, you definitely gave a no, you did not give your consent. You only gave your consent after so much and so forth and all that. And I maybe because you felt like you had to. It's just... I don't know. You didn't really give, in her words, any development into how it went from her being assaulted by her best friend to her, like, not viewing it that way. And then eventually the friendship trails off. And then she starts telling people, like, this quote unquote crazy story. And then her starting to believe that this is now sexual abuse that she suffered it is kind of like that that is like a little murky of the timeline but yeah i mean when you're assaulted you're assaulted she timothy herself says that she had a lot of kind of issue coming around that she was assaulted because it was a woman because she was she said she was like reading other people's me too stories she was thinking of all that stuff and it's like if it was a man she would have said this was definitely rape. but since it's her friend and a woman she doesn't know how to feel but december 5th 2017 melanie releases a statement and it's a long one but bear with me oh no she says i am horrified and saddened by the statements and story told by timothy heller what she and I shared was a close friendship for a period of time. We came into each other's lives as we were both starting our careers as artists and we tried to help each other. We both had pain in dealing with our individual demons and the new path we are foraging. But I truly felt we were trying to lift each other up. She never said no to what we chose to do together and although we parted ways, I am sending her love and light always i understand how hard it could be to 
see my side of the story, considering no one with a heart would want to invalidate anyone speaking up about the topic. I want to thank my fans who took the time to research the timeline, analyze past Instagram photos, and question the story being told, which reveal her false statements. I trusted so many people in my life who took advantage of that trust for their own personal gain. Please know that my intentions with everything that I do in my life are always pure, and I would never be intimate with someone without absolute consent. Is that the end? That's the end. Okay. So, it was a little long, so let's break it down a little. Uh-huh. Melanie is an acknowledging that she knows Timothy, so that's already one thing, because I feel like a lot of times that's, you know, first-line defense, I don't know them, but she's acknowledging she knows her. She acknowledges that something happened between them, but she claims it was consensual. Thanking the fans for looking into Timothy, how do you Thank feel you. about that? Thank you. Let me. First of all, she did that shit, allegedly. <laughs> this is basically... Okay, so for real, for real, getting into that statement, what makes me feel she is guilty is that more so anything else. If this is about honestly defending yourself and putting out a statement about a sexual abuse slash assault allegations against you, I feel like involving the fans, I I think is a no go. But if you have really, if you have a really big slash strong fan base and you want to encourage their good, bad, or indifferent behavior, you would mention them. And then number two, she mentioned them as uh like she she mentioned and thanked them as like detectives, Uh which makes no sense, girl. You're supposed to be telling your side of the story. What would any Instagram post or timeline reveal about you coercing a girl into a sexual act? I don't understand that. We're, okay, there is a little bit more information. Oh, no. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, Melanie knew these fans aren't, you know, nicely conducting an investigation. They're attacking Timothy. Yeah. And some people say this is Melanie condoning those online attacks. Oh, definitely. That's what it sounds like. I mean, if the thing is, honestly, you should be, you and your team should be able to do the real hard work to prove your innocence and not civilians. Timothy did an interview with Newsweek the next day after the allegations. She said she struggled to think what happened to her as rape because Melanie was not a man. She says, A month prior to coming out with her story, she tweeted out, What if I have my own story of abuse, but I'm scared to ruin the person's life, and I still love them in a fucked up way, and the public really loves them. She claims 20 minutes after she posted that, Melanie tried calling her after a year of no contact, but she didn't answer and blocked her number. Timothy blocked Melanie's number. Mm -hmm. In the Newsweek article, Timothy says the allegations happened in June of 2015. But Melanie fans looked up the date and Timothy was not with her, not with Melanie on that date, according to her Instagram. So that's what Melanie's referring to. And Melanie fans seem to believe this was kind of a a gotcha. I don't think the timeline mix-up is really that big of a deal. Melanie already admitted something happened. She says it was consensual. And Timothy says she got the date wrong because it's two years later, which makes sense to me. Yeah, I would I would say that first of all, sexual assault victims do tend to be a little hazy with timelines. 
And number two, like you said, it uh, uh, Melanie did admit that something has happened, did happen where they're splitting hairs is if Timothy said no. And Timothy is saying that she said no. Yeah. Also, but that's what I meant to say about that statement. She also said, you know, uh, people, uh, you would you would hate to call a girl like call a girl out on her lies or say that they're lying about a, a experience like this when that's exactly what you're doing. It don't is. don't frame it like you're not trying to be the bad guy by clearing your name. I mean, that's that's basically what you're saying. You're saying, oh, and then you try to put her out as like a tortured soul alongside you to show like how far you've come, but she's still in this state. Like me and her, we came together and we were trying to work out our demons and all this other stuff. And I let too many bad people in my circle. And that's, it, it does come off very like, you know, I'm just trying to stamp this girl into the ground. And it's kind of ironic that Melanie's kind of brand is singing about mental health and stuff, but her fan base throws out there where Timothy has bipolar, so she's a liar. And it's like, you guys are the same people who are advocating for mental health, and now you're discrediting her because she has a mental illness. Damn. Yeah, her fans are doing that. They're even more fucked up. Yeah, and what's is... even fucked up is that you said that Melanie had a decent upbringing, that some of her music comes from her friends and their experiences. So who knows what has Timothy inspired in her music? What has she taken from her life? You know, I mean, to to an extent, you can say that Melanie isn't really 100% authentic anyway. So who's to say that her story doesn't have holes in it? Just because she isn't even her full authentic self as her as an artist. Hmm. A woman named Madeline Carina was tagged and asked about it since she was a former friend of Melanie's. She replied with, something similar, not rape, happened with me and Mel. She begged me over and over again to sleep with her, and I finally gave in. She wore me down. I said yes, but it was not the same with Timothy. I will support Timothy Heller to the end. And this is unprompted. Um, a fan like asked her, "What is your opinion on this?" Yeah, that's. I mean, that kind of sounds like well, unprompted in the situation where she didn't put her dog in the fight. Like, like she she didn't decide like Timothy to take a stand. She was saying her piece in support of Timothy because she was asked, but she yes. didn't come out with it. So that, I mean, that tells you right there a little bit of, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. People can choose not to believe Timothy if they want, but you have somebody else who is also coming to the party who also has nothing to gain from this story, at least not in this respect of getting um, any followers, fans, or credibility or winning a case or getting any money. And I'm glad you brought that up because another thing that fans seem to say prove that Timothy is lying is that she had a single out two months prior to coming forward with the allegations. And that was her pin tweet, like promoting her single. Mm -hmm. And they think she did this for publicity for that song. And I don't know if that's a smoking gun they think it is. If she's trying to be a musician, she's going to have music and be promoting it at different times. Like, why would she wait two months after the single to start, you know, if, if it's for fame 
Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, like you said, that's not a smoking gun. Now, if leading up to the single release and she was dropping all these little breadcrumbs about, let me tell you about my experience or let me tell you something fucked up or wait until this song comes out. And if this song isn't like detailing some hidden secrets or a bad friend or anything, like I, I couldn't really see that being her, the way that she would go about doing that, releasing a story this sensitive. Yeah. Especially if it wasn't coinciding with the release of the of the single. I think this was separate and maybe a little bit spontaneous on her part. Because she tweeted about it, what, a, a week or two before she came out with it, you said? I For what I, it's all deleted now, so. Oh, it's kind of funky. Yeah, reading the article, she tweeted about before. And then her original post, I believe, did not have Mel- Melanie named. Yeah. And then she decides to name her. But it was like... That naming her and not naming her would have been on the same day. And I mean, and this is purely speculation, conspiracy. I could see like, cause I mean, personally, you've, I've thought of people who have wronged me and let's just say I've thought about like writing a, like a shady post about them, whether they knew it was about them or not. And then, um, I don't most of the time, but let's say I did. And then that person who I'm writing about shadily does contact me and they got all this fire and brimstone or they got this whole apologetic apologies then i'm starting to be like nah you're you're fake nah you're who i thought you were i i think it is time to expose you and maybe that's kind of what she went through maybe didn't want to name melanie but she was thinking about how she was wrong She's thinking about this bad experience that she had, how she was assaulted. And then when she puts out this like vague tweet, the alleged um, suspect is like, alarm bells, shit's about to start going down. Let me try to calm the fire. And then she's like, nah, bitch, you don't need to be hidden anymore. Yeah. So Timothy has stood by her claims. I saw some of Melanie's supporters say that Timothy has changed up her story, saying Melanie never contacted her later, or saying she was the one who suggested to smoke weed. And I could not individually confirm if that did happen or not. They're saying it came from a live, like I did not see any screen recordings of the live, of any inconsistencies. There is also a fake edited Instagram story where Timothy recants everything, but again, that does seem to be edited. Hmm. And... A lot of this is her fan base, you know, is kind of chasing her off offline. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that I really found odd that people in the fan base call Melanie an innocent queen. Even if you believe she's innocent of all allegations, I think even jokingly referring to her as an innocent queen without any context is just weird because... Why would you bring up, you know, when she was accused of sexual assault? Also, this whole innocent thing still reverts, in my mind, to that weird, creepy baby shtick she'd be doing. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't like that either. Timothy has not backed down from any claims and has been pretty much bullied off the internet. And Melanie Martinez seems to be bigger than ever. And For real? Yeah. I'm. I'm not saying, like... There is enough doubt in this story just because it's two people and Timothy is saying she did give, you know, a little okay and then said no and she was pressured. Like, I can see where someone is saying 
you know, has doubt in their mind. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's right to attack Timothy. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. Because at the end of the day, either she's telling the truth or she's not. But, like, what if she is telling the truth and you don't believe her and you're just bullying her? So now she got raped and she's being called a liar, too. Yeah. But these that's the these rabbit fan bases have no soul. Yeah, it's I think it's personally, yes. Yeah. Cause it's crazy to be bullied off of the internet for giving for sh for sh for sharing your piece like everybody else does in this goddamn world. And it's not like anything unfortunately came of it. It's uh, you, you didn't say Melanie lost any deals or anything. And Timothy didn't get to like, she didn't skyrocket to the top of the chart. So everything still stayed the same. And you still can't live peacefully on social media without being attacked or uh, threatened and stuff like that for basically sharing your own experience as it happened and having somebody eventually corroborate a similar situation that you were in. That's what is makes me lean more towards Timothy's side, just because there is that other voice in there that's saying something similar happened to me. Yeah, and and it's it's fuck Melanie all day every day because she really did endorse wh whether you believe Timothy or not. She endorsed the attacks on her and her character. You basically you thanking the fan base for being sleuths and for clearing your name and stuff, no matter what they were doing or saying to the to that girl was basically saying i like what you're doing keep on doing it you'll stay in my good graces you yeah. know, i'm not gonna do anything because you idiots are doing it all for me you cry baby bitches keep on doing what the fuck you're doing and melanie had uh, another album come out in 2019 called k through 12 and like these allegations did not hurt her career at all because that was on the, the U.S. Top Soundtracks Billboard, number mm -hmm. one. Because mm. so, yeah. it, was, it was like a film slash album thing. And I don't know, it's just so crazy to me how rabid these fan bases can be. Yeah. Because that is kind of Melanie's platform, you know, Believe Women, Mental Health. And then they take all that and then they attack a woman with mental health issues. Yeah, because it's not the mental health woman that they want, that they follow. Yeah. Like, oh, there's only one person that can advocate or suffer from anything or whatever, and it's the innocent queen. And anybody who she ordained so. Yeah, but that is the episode. It was a short one. Do you have anything else to add about it? No, this was a weird episode. It took a turn that I did it not think it would. And even though I had heard about this, I, honestly, I cannot tell you how I've heard Melanie Martinez, but I've heard that name before and now i will i never want to hear that bitch's name again like and she popular uh where i ain't never heard of this make sure I, it stops happening i think she just has a very big fan base that rides or dies for her is the voice even voicing i gotta i, think, I gotta listen i think she's the most popular person that came from the voice Man, really yeah like a contestant i mean I was going to name a popular voice person I like, but <laughs> I just came up empty. The only other one that I know is Vicky. I don't yeah, remember her last Yeah, Vicky. Name. She, was, um, she was great. Do you remember her? 
Yeah, Vicky. Who Are you Vicky? lying? I don't know who Vicky is. <laughs> I think her last name's Martinez too, but I'm not too sure. Oh, uh, Vicky Martinez. I know exactly. <laughs> the lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have led with that. You should have led with that. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> I was a Vicky stan. I think she was a part of one of my favorite duels. I just can't remember the other person she went against. But I think they sang a pink song and I was like, damn, if only both y'all could have win. I just remember I was watching Orange is the New Black and I'm like, I know her from somewhere. I know it's Vicky. Yeah, I forgot she got a little um She was little, daddy. Yep. <laughs> I was like, how you how you went to singing from all the way this? Uh, what happened, girl? But good for her. Yeah. But that is our episode. We do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend, discuss, shit on. You know, we don't do enough shitting on. Next week, I'm going to bring the shit one I can shit on. It is true. I think I did Stay Alive one time by, you know, the Drake remix. But yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Or should I read Trisha's? <laughs> Let's read Trisha's. Okay, this is her best email yet. Oh, and no, not the best. It's very short. Okay. She said, Jose and Save Your Sorry co-host. This I just, bitch. <laughs> I just want to share my media for this week. It's the best man final chapters. I really enjoyed this series. It was great to see the friends together again and the different paths they took. My favorite friends are Shelby, Quentin, and Jordan. Thank you for all the wonderful content. Jose. You know, <laughs> she is not a terrible person, a horrible person. Her meanness almost choked me over the airwaves. You know, she was by me when she wrote this email. I should have known she? that that's, she was saying something terrible. That's why when you said earlier that you were with her, I was like, oh, are the girls fighting? Like, and you didn't beat that bitch that <laughs> You know you make a great point, Jose. I will I will pay her a visit personally tomorrow. I saw that at work. I was like, oh my god, that is the best one ever. Oh my gosh, of course you would think that's hilarious. You love top billing. <laughs> I do. Um, but about her media, think like a man. No, was that it? <laughs> the best man. <laughs> you know, interchangeable black movie into here. <laughs> It's a it's a limited a limited series based off the movie The Best Man. I knew that, but <laughs> did you watch it? Did you like it? I did not watch it. I so did I actually, uh, because of the aforementioned Trisha. Um, it was on Peacock, and I was going to watch it, but you know me, I say that, and it takes me like anywhere from two weeks to a year. So yeah. I was hanging out with her, and she had already watched it. So then we. She rewatched it with me, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, I feel a couple ways about the ending, but it is what it is. It it was good, you know. Okay, thank you so much for writing in, Trisha. Thank you, Trisha. You terrible person. Love you though. <laughs> Love you for life. Should you go next or should I? I'll go. I'll go next. My mine's pretty. F I I don't know if I've said this one before, but I'm I'm gonna say it again because I love the song and I've been listening to it again. Okay. So uh, my media is the song Hold the Line by Toto. Quick, before we get into Toto, of course, another iconic song by them is Africa. I just want to say, 
any and all covers of Africa are hot ass garbage. Hate them. Ooh. Can't stand them. Anybody, your favorite band, the worst band. If they covered Africa, they did a shitty job of doing it. I don't make the rules. I don't really like Africa, the song. Jose, I never liked you. I never <laughs> wanted to like you. You were never my fucking friend. What the fuck is your problem? You don't like Africa? The only Toto I know is from the Wizard of Oz. I knew you was going to say that shit. Here's the thing. I love Africa so much. The song. Yes. Well, <laughs> first of all, I don't like how you said it. <laughs> I love Africa, the continent, too. God damn, don't, don't have me abandoning my people. Yeah, just the song, right? Just what the, the song. Fuck is that? <laughs> I, I can't even finish my thought. <laughs> The point is, these white boys made a song called Africa and the shit is fire. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Hold the Line, which is also a great song. I have no idea why I love the song so much. Is it the chorus? Is it the emotion? Is it the fact that these people look like a 30-year-old band of dads? I don't know. But it's a great song and I listen to it frequently. It's one of those what is this, 80s? One of those 80s classic rock classics. And besides Toto, the next 80s fave band is Hollow Notes. So that's what I've been spending my days listening to. Mm, rich girl. White boys on drums and guitars. <laughs> Was that all for your media? Stop. I ain't ready yet. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Okay. So, my media is to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Ooh, fantastic media. Yeah, the 1995 movie has Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John, I can never say his name. John (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Not even that far off from what I was going to (laughs) say. And they play drag queen sort of on a road trip and their car breaks down and they help this little town and the town helps them. And it's such a funny movie. Uh, I grew up watching it. My mom loved that movie. And it's, you know, funny and so quotable. Mm-hmm. And all this anti-drag hysteria is going on. And I just think... Everyone needs to calm the fuck down because we're going back where we're trying to push specifically drag queens, trans people, other LGBTQ plus people like back underground. And into the dark ages, they're trying to revert the world back into a different place. Yeah, and it. I have a lot of opinions that I would not say on mic, so I'm not on brand with Chrissy Teigen. A hundred percent. Yeah, but it just, it infuriates me so much that I, you know, this movie came out in 1995 and we don't seem to have grown from, you know, from this place of hatred that was in the 90s and before. And it seems like to me, it's getting worse and... I believe it's manufactured. I think it's stupid. I think if you have a problem with drag queens, don't fucking listen to us. And other things I can tell you off mic. But it just it's just been infuriating me so much lately, just seeing all this, you know, people showing up at drag shows with just standing there and trying to, like, scare them or 
calling in Brett's to drag reading things and it's it's just so stupid. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's hard to look at the news and see a lot of positivity, honestly. There the laws that these states and the US as a whole are caring about and trying to pass are just so so dehumanizing, so abhorrent. And so like like I just like they are trying to push everybody into the back of the dark ages. They want to get rid of trans rights. They want to get rid of uh, certain books and certain studies and certain classes and drag brunches and drag uh, story time and uh, drag clubs as a whole and, and gay clubs. It, it's it's they 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 start with one community. And then they they uh, snowball it into other ones until eventually the only people who are standing are the majority uh, wealthy, privileged people. And everybody else is just stuck pretending to be somebody else or, you know, we're hiding to make, the, make sure things get done in the world. Yeah, it it's so infuriating to me because, like... <laughs> How are you going to ban drag? Like, what do you ban? Do you ban if someone's wearing a freaking, you know, a woman sweatshirt instead of a man sweatshirt? Like, how far are we going to wear this? How far are we going to go down this line of stupidity? And if you don't like drag queens, don't go to a fucking drag show. If you don't want your kids in school to be learning about that gay people fucking exist, mm-hmm. then homeschool them why is it that this people on the right who are all about oh my freedom government gonna tell me this and don't tread on me and you know you ain't taking my guns why is it that they can say they're all freedom and shit but they try to impose their beliefs on everyone else yeah it's uh as other people have said before that's the people who have the real agenda the ones who say that you can't live in our society without being exactly like us it's not about whether you know you're a good person or not it's if you do exactly what we say and you look exactly the way we want you to look and all this other stuff not if you follow laws and all that you know it's 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 all bad it's it's really bad and i i i'm kind of scared if it'll get worse to the point where it's like even if and, and this doesn't discourage me from, you know, reaching out and seeing if there's things I can do via voting or via like spreading the word and stuff. But it's like, Jesus Christ, it, can you can you stop this fucking boulder coming down the mountain? That's I just not to get too much into it. but I know we did, we were and look at us. But I just feel like people on the left are not going out and voting. They're not the ones going to these town meetings and Yeah, that's what they say. You know, it's the people on the right that are spreading this hatred and ignorance and stupidity around. And it's not right. And I think we have to you know, we we have to fight back a little. And I'm not saying that as you know, inciting violence type of thing. I'm just saying, you know, fight back with your vote, fight back with putting, pushing more things and... And putting yourself in places where they don't want you to be. 
Yeah, and sticking up for other people because it, you know, okay. what what do they say that thing of I was quiet and then they came for me, whatever that was. Like, it's the people that are trying to ban stuff like that are not going to stop until they're banning everything that is not Christian values. Male household is with a submissive yeah. wife. But yeah, it's just, I, Tuan Fu, I always loved. I never understood why people would have an issue with drag queens. I. You know, I don't watch, like, RuPaul's Drag Show, but I do watch Tatia's and Tritzy's show, and it's, like, they're hilarious. Drag race. Race. <laughs> it's a race to the crown. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it, it infuriates me. I could talk about it so much, and I just get so angry, so I think we need to... Yeah, we, we try to keep some of that stuff separate from the show. Uh-huh. And we usually talk about it amongst ourselves or our other family and friends. And just like, you know, there's been drag for fucking ever. Miss Doubtfire is fucking drag, you idiots. And no one oh, has a yeah. problem with Miss Doubtfire. It's, it's still so drag. Bad. Yeah. It, it's still drag. Like, what? Because it's not a gay man doing drag. You're okay with it? What's, like, why are we drawing the line there? Because it's funny. Drag queens are funny. But they're still going to try to uh, draw the line there. Like, oh, like the whole martin lawrence tyler perry thing like oh they always trying to put uh uh black men in a dress and of uh, uh, uh feminizing and stuff like that which is a whole nother conversation uh-huh. but it's just like that whole of you are only it's only what you make it as a whole it was comedy as a whole it is a it is bringing people together and and teaching a lesson to you it is this gay agenda that has worked your way up and through your body via all these other media sources of uh, misrepresentation and uh, inaccuracies, basically. But like you said, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> We've already gone into it too much. But let's get out. Let's retract. Let's back out slowly. Support your local drag queens, I guess. Attend meetings. Make sure you vote. Stay abreast of all news, no matter how depressing, because that's what they're counting on for people not to pay attention so they can keep sliding this shit underneath our noses, which a lot of us is still is not going on unnoticed. But that is our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us, our email is saveyoursorry at gmail.com. Our Instagram is saveyoursorry, spread just like the podcast. And our Twitter is Save Your Sorry. The your is spelled you are. It's been wonderful. Bye. See you.